We are back at it. Welcome back to another Race Weekend Canada's F1 podcast. And we are here to discuss the Canadian Grand Prix. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Daryl Timmers, Pro Racing Ontario, back in the building. And yes. it feels good to be discussing F1 here in Canada after the Canadian Grand Prix. Yes, long time coming, man. It was well, since uh, 2019 since we've seen them here. So it was great to see them. And the Canadian Grand Prix didn't fail, that's for sure. And the Canadians came out in droves. I think they said there was close to 350,000 people. Yeah. Wow. That came just in and around the F1 circuit yep. this weekend. Always, always amazing to see. And you could just see the sport is growing uh, and the enthusiasm was there. And yep. it was like, this is Canada, so there's a little bit of everything in terms of yeah. the weather. Yeah, exactly. From Thursday to Sunday. It was hot, before, rainy, yeah. sunny. Before we get into all of that, just a reminder, like, share, subscribe. If you're watching us on YouTube, we thank you very much. Just keep us in mind that you can uh, take us on the go. If you jump in your car, you're doing your workout or whatever the case may be, just search Another Race Weekend on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon, on Google Play, on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, we are on YouTube as well. Now, with that being said, Max Verstappen wins the Canadian Grand Prix. And at this point, it looks like he has one hand firmly placed on that championship trophy question is can max be stopped yeah i think so you know um science i think could have done it if he didn't blow the last two corner two laps um i think he was just kind of he was you know there to to battle him a little bit more um i think max is on a high right now so it is going to be hard to get him off his high horse but um i think you know he can be stopped if uh, the right things come around you know and and we can we see that the red bull you know it's kind of not the most reliable at times Shaky, so them kinda, top two teams. Yeah, they're it's weird. Shaky. It's weird seeing that. Like uh, seeing Perez go down so early in the race. I don't know. Maybe if it was from that impact in qualifying that it might have. You know, him trying to get to reverse and trying to get out of the car, and like maybe that messed with it, and they just couldn't check it over. Um, but it was uh, one of those situations where I think, yeah, they can get Max. So let's talk Perez for a second, because to be honest with you, he just wasn't on it this weekend. No. Um, Max definitely asserted his dominance, not only in the Red Bull team, but basically throughout the entire paddock, because that Saturday qualifying was just outstanding. Yes, like, it was. It was exquisite, master class. He would put a time up, yep. or they would put a time yeah. up, I should say. And, then he'd, and he'd be like seven tenths, yeah. almost a second faster every single time. And yeah. it was like, what is going on? Yeah. But on the flip side, if you're Perez, first off, Terrible qualifying. Mm -hmm. And then second off, going down with that DNF, and you're P2 in the championship. So how is he leaving Canada, and how is he going to try and pick himself up and get it back together before going to Silverstone? You know, everyone has their bad races, and it's just how you bounce back. You know, it's one of those things that if you let it dwell over you for the next race, it's going to affect you a lot. And at this point, I think Perez just has to realize, you know, we have good ones, we have bad ones. This was a bad one. Let's bounce back and head to Silverstone. He shows he has pace. It's not like he's a slouch. Um, I, I really do think that he's a really good teammate to Max. So he's pushing Max to the limit. He's showing that he can support him as well as beat him. So I think right now he just has to realize, you know, it was a bad weekend. Dust it off and head into the next weekend. Now go into the other contenders. Yes. Carlos Sainz finishes in P2. Like you said, he pro- it was the last lap. Uh, yeah. he, he, had a, he, he had to get it down in between yeah. that half a second that mark exactly. to have a chance. Yeah. On that main straight, and he just overcooked that last yeah. corner just a little bit yeah. on the brakes. But let's talk about Carlos Sainz because he really did need this he weekend. Did. A win would have been incredible yeah. for him. Uh, it looked like it might have been on the cards, but in all honesty, while I was watching the last 15 laps, I said, there's no way. Yeah. Like, because 
I, I, I don't want to say I don't yeah. have the faith he's my guy, but if it was Leclerc in that situation, I'm literally like edge of my seat like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? But with it being signs, I kind of, I kind of figured. Yeah. Max would have him covered, and in the end, Max didn't make a single mistake. Once again, it was just an outstanding weekend for Verstappen. But Carlos signs uh, great weekend. Mm-hmm. Question is. When do you think he will get his first maiden win yeah. in Formula One? He's been a bridesmaid a few times, a bunch now. of times. Yeah. Now. Honestly, I I thought he, you know, in contrary, I I thought he could have got Max. I thought you know he had the pace. He chased him down. He was catching him before the last pit stop. Before that safety car came out, he was faster than Max um, by like a half a second a lap. And then when they went on the same tires, it wasn't like Max. You know, he had a bad start. It took him a little bit to get going after restart, and I think that's what cost him the race. Um, he lost that DRS for the first couple laps and then he had to gain himself back into it again. And then he was kind of just sitting there. Um, to be honest, I, he just couldn't get out of the hairpin. If he could get out of the hairpin, he would have passed him. And he was always seven, eight tenths going into the hairpin. And it was like just enough to get to his bumper. He needed to be like yeah. five to six tenths behind. And the second last lap, he was six tenths going into the hairpin. I'm like, this is it. This is this it. Is yeah, it. Yeah. This is it. And then he blows the hairpin and I'm like, <laughs> oh. oh my gosh, this is... Come on. And that's the thing, right? You're watching. There's 15 laps left, yeah. and you got your eyes glued to that top two on the timing yeah. screen, right? And you're just looking. You're seeing the DRS, and you're seeing him at the end of the straight. Okay, he started at the straightaway with like eight tenths. Yeah. Didn't get there. You got it down to four tenths, five yeah. tenths. So he needs to be in the six tenths, five tenths in exactly. order to get a move done, yeah. right? And we're just waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it. And it looked like for a second on that last lap, yeah. it really did look like. Because he had brought it down yep. to about to like four, four or five, five tenths going yeah. into that final hairpin. And then in the end, he just kind of blew the braking zone a little bit, and it actually kind of looked like, you know, he didn't quite get off or couldn't get out of the hairpins. Yeah. Which seemed to be the Achilles heel of Carlos, uh, uh, which seemed to be the Achilles heel of Charles Leclerc as well. So let's discuss his race, his setup, the engine penalties, all of that stuff. Um, I, In the end, I, I think it was a really good, you know, race for Charles he raced from the back he came from you know I think it was a good idea for them at this point you had a really bad race you can't afford to have another bad race you need to give you need to give him a fresh car you need to give him a fresh power unit I was kind of surprised that they didn't change everything at the beginning of the weekend knowing that the motor was a lot of stuff went through that motor you know that motor was blowing a lot of smoke in the last race and that usually means you know oil and water and radiator fluid going through the engine at that point and when you have all this stuff going through the engine, it's going through the turbo, it's going through all the, like, it's just not a good good look for the engine when it blows up like that. And, you know, seeing Leclerc battle, it wasn't like, he, I, I thought he was going to come through the pack a lot quicker. It was kind of, he was kind of like, I don't know, stuck behind a couple people. Well, he got stuck behind Akon. For, yeah, he for was behind Akon. And, and kudos to Akon, because he was racing, similar to Max. Yeah. When the pressure was on, he wasn't really making any mistakes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, the Leclerc thing is, is, is interesting, though, because like you said, I think a lot of people thought he was yeah. going to be able to slice through the pack, yeah. similar to Lewis in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just wasn't there for him. No. And then you can kind of see it, as we were talking about signs not being able to get off those corners. Yeah. It almost looked like they trimmed down the Ferrari so much so that its strength, which is usually in the in corners, the corners yeah. was no longer the strength anymore. I and agree. he was struggling to get around Akon. And if it yeah. wasn't for that 
Sonoda safety car. Yeah. Which was wild. wild. What the hell <laughs> happened to Sonoda right there? <laughs> like, it oh, was no. good entertainment near the <laughs> I, end. Like, I, it was just like, wait a second. A couple weeks yeah. ago, we were cracking on Latifi and yeah. that. But like, I don't know, man. This yeah, might that take was, the cake. That was, that was something. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, the fact, the, the fact that he went into the, to, he left the pit so quick. And it wasn't like he had to beat anyone out of the pits to get in front of them for that safety. And it was like he was clear behind. He was clear in front. There was no reason to push that hard out it of the was, pits. It was a weird one. And but anyways, it, the, yeah. v, the, the safety car comes yeah. out. Not even the VSE. No, the, the safety, safety car. car comes out. And if it wasn't for that, you know, Leclerc finishes P5. Yeah. yeah. But maybe not. Maybe not. Because you never it know. definitely looked like they left him out there to play a strategy mm -hmm. based on what was going on with Akon. He was trying to get around Akon, couldn't. The yeah. tires were just going away. And he was just basically like in no man's yeah. land, you know? It was, it was just, I don't know, it just was like a kind of an off weekend for the Ferrari car, you know? It wasn't... For his Ferrari yeah, car. Yeah, for his Ferrari yeah, yeah. car. It wasn't really like the Leclerc that you're like, like we, we keep saying, like he didn't come like charging through the pack. It was kind of like he made a pass. A couple of times it was like when he was battling Norris and, uh, and uh, who... Who was it in that pack that he was battling against? Yeah, it was like a DRS yeah, yeah, training. I think it was, it was, it was like maybe Norris, Norris and uh, uh, some of the Astons. It was Sonoda and Stroll was ahead of yeah, it, was yeah, at the yeah. front of the pack. And then like he was stuck behind them for like five or six laps and then passes them all in two laps and then, all right, see you later and checks out. So it's yeah. like, you know, I, I think, you know, Montreal is kind of one of those tracks where the DRS training kind of happens. You know, it's a lot of long straightaways and the, the double DRS zone on the front straightaway and the... In the, I guess that's back straighter or the side straighter, whatever you well, want to call got that. The map first up straighter. there. Let's yeah. see what that is. Like that's a, like a, it's like a mid back straightaway. Yeah, mid back straightaway, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. After the hairpin. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it just didn't seem like they they had the car, like you said, to get out of the corners, to get through the tight stuff. Where, you know, when when science was even behind Max, it was like through the tight stuff. Max was pulling on them, and then down the straight, it was they weren't losing as much, right? So I think, like you said, they trimmed out the car a little bit more, and I think, you know, maybe it wasn't something that they should have done to suit them, because Montreal does have some tight, fast corners, you know, and, and I think the Ferrari could have kind of catered to that a little bit more if they kind of stuck to their, their roots instead of trying to trim the car out and keep up with the Red Bull down the straightaway. Chicane Central, that's what we're it calling is. it. Chicane <laughs> Central, big chicane, small chicane, yeah, tight chicane, chicane, every yeah. chicane possible yeah, is at the Montreal yeah, yeah. race, so... You know, I, I just think it was one of those weekends that maybe when, that Ferrari wanted to try something, try something new with their car. They've been so quick in the tight stuff that they're like, you know what, maybe we should take some performance right. away that's, from the tight stuff. That's right. And then maybe try to catch Red Bull on the straights because that's where we're losing them right now. And, you know, I think it showed that the cars were a little bit more level in the in the straightaway. And you saw Max, he was fast in the tight stuff. So I think, you know, they took a little bit too much away from the tight stuff and ended up hurting them in the end. But... I don't know. I just didn't see the the spark underneath Leclerc after he was coming through the pack there, and and you know it is what it is, and they they knew they were going to be starting from the back. I was actually surprised he actually went out for Q1. It was really a high risk situation for him. Yeah, I think maybe like you get out there just to make sure everything's working. Yeah, I guess you know what yeah. I mean. Because I was kind of like, why are they sending him out? But yeah. then I was like, you don't want to just just send him into wait the race. for the yeah, race. Exactly. You know? like, like, do a couple laps, make sure it's just shaken down. But... See what's going on. Yeah. yeah was... I mean, I guess they just kind of swung the pendulum too far. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, but like you said, you know, in terms of testing, you know, real life testing, let's say, uh, you know, you've made these uh, changes mm -hmm. and you're jotting down what happened to the car. And yeah. I think walking away from that, um, Leclerc is going to come back and be like, look guys, we trimmed it down too much. I had a lot of top end yeah. speed, but it didn't really help me. 
and signs might say, you know, the car was was good the way it was set up for me. I was there. I yeah. just couldn't get over the hump. Right? Exactly. So maybe somewhere in between. Now, on the other side, as we move down the field, uh, Mercedes. Mercedes has another strong weekend for Mercedes. Yes. And it sounds wild to say because they're not P1 and P2. Yeah. But the car this year hasn't been good. Uh, since FP1, Lewis Hamilton was saying, you know, this thing is undrivable. Yeah. Yet... Come race day, uh, Hamilton puts it P3, and Russell puts it yeah. P4. He continues his top five Mr. Consistency yep. streak, yeah, and they crazy. just swap positions yeah. this week from last week. Yep. So Mercedes as a constructor, not having a single reliability issue, mm -hmm. still needing to sort this car out, but making steps. Yeah. I think people are jumping to conclusions thinking the steps are bigger than they actually are. Yeah. Because let's be honest, if Perez is still in there and Leclerc ain't taking no penalties, they're a 5'6". Yeah, 5'6". Right? But you take the points where you can get the points. Yep. Are they a threat uh, at all in terms of constructors? Or are they solidly locked down in P3? And could they, either Russell or Hamilton, win a race this season? I think the win's going to come. I really do. I, I honestly do think that they have... Uh, a car that you know in the right circumstances and stuff like that can win this was the biggest step in the right direction since the start of the season in my hand in my eyes i think you know uh russell was was quick um you know if i think if they didn't put slicks on him and qualifying he would have been starting in the top five and i think that was one of the things but i love that though. i did i loved I it loved i was loving it. that he tried it and, and you, know, you know the thing about it he just needed to wait that split second to yeah. rotate the car and he just needed to to <laughs> chill and turn one and two it was yeah. the, most it was the only place it was the oh. it, was, it was just like chill in the last corner yeah. and the first two corners and then you would have been dry the rest of the yeah, way what yeah. does he do spin i know but who are we though like but, yeah. but like honestly though I, I loved it because i was like look we talked about yeah. it when he was at williams we talked about albon this year going yeah. uh every lap of the race at the final lap then coming in for tires yeah. like when you're in those kind of positions you got to take a risk and that's how he got his first yeah. podium right yeah. like with williams no yeah. doubt like they didn't run the race or whatever yeah. but uh I, yeah i loved it I, I, because he got through turn he one. did and it was like turn wow, two. Wow, it didn't look too yeah. bad. And then he turned in for two and it was, <laughs> was like, like, oh, oh no. Right <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But the winds are coming. I, I think so. And, and you know, this is the, the most comfortable I've seen Lewis in the car. Even at the end of the weekend, he was saying over the radio, you know, like, great step in the right direction, guys. Let's keep pushing. Let's keep doing this. Because in the end, you know, the Mercedes wasn't like it was way off pace it was four or five tenths off pace They've which is where it's seconds which is where it's basically been per lap yep every race this year like and the best way to do it is like to look at quality right yeah. like those guys who put it on pole they're such and such a time and the Merc is somewhere between five and eight tenths yeah. right so for race pace wise i think it was the best car but race i think pace. the mercedes has the best i don't want to say the best race car but in race trim it's more competitive yes, than in quality, than in quality. yes right i agree especially I totally with agree. the hard tires on for yes. whatever reason right I totally agree i totally agree and and you can see it because when they're once the, once the tire okay is not fresh and they they all have 10 15 laps on the tires and they're all dealing with these tires you can see that the mercedes is still keeping up with the ferrari and the yeah. and the merc and the uh and the red bull you know, they're, they're maybe one or two tenths off instead of, you know, halfway through the race, Lewis Hamilton had the fastest lap. He did. So, you know. He was going purple. And yeah. it wasn't just one lap. It no. was a couple laps that he was purple, purple. Yeah, exactly. And you can see that it's it's coming to them now. You know, the car is starting to take a stride. And, and I'm not saying that they're going to be championship contenders. I'm not saying that they're going to be battling for the top 
step, but I, I can see the wins coming, you know, and we've seen an AlphaTauri win. We've seen an Alpine win. We've seen cars that are not yeah. supposed to be winning win races. Yeah. And, and they're supposed to win yeah, races. And they're so. supposed to win races. <laughs> yeah. And that car is coming back around now, you know, if they, at the start of the season, if they had this car to start with, I think by now in the season, they would have been right there with the top three. But yeah. I think they were so far off at the beginning of the season that it took them this long to even get semi close to them. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, with the Red Bull, Right now, it's just a comfortable car to drive. It's a great car. They've designed it to be high, very, very, very fast on the straightaways. The, the corners are no, there's still no slouch. They might not be the fastest in the tight stuff, but they are definitely a good car down the straight and in the tight stuff. So it's a great average car. And they don't bounce at all. No, they don't. There's no, no porpoise no. or nothing in you that car. Can, you can see it in the Ferrari. You can see it in every other car at some point. But the, the I know there's a lot of talk about Mercedes and porpoising, but... Based on the onboards, it looks like Ferrari, Ferrari yeah. specifically, Carlos Sainz, yeah. that car is all over the place yep. on the straight. You know, yep. who's to say if they didn't sort that out for this weekend that he wouldn't have been able to yeah. overtake on the straight? Like, it's there's true. all of these there's things, right? so much stuff in the background that it's <laughs> yeah. just like, come on, guys, let's, let's keep going. <laughs> but in regards to Mercedes, I think um, after the summer break. Yeah. I think, I think that, summer that break's gonna be a big three weeks to four weeks off where they can really kind of get in there. Yeah. They're making small improvements here and there right now. And, and But the reality of it is, is when you look at mm-hmm. the results, like you look at um, Ocon and Alonso, that yeah. disparity, or, or McLaren, let's say, Norris and Ricardo, like there's always a couple people in between. Yep. But when you look at the Mercedes, they're always, not always, but more often than not, especially in recent race, mm-hmm. they're 3-4, three, 3-4, four, three, four, five, yeah. four. You know what I mean? Yeah, so they're, they're putting always... solid points on the board. At the very least, they're going to finish P3 in the constructors, in my opinion. They're going to get all that money and the regulations being the regulations with the FIA coming in now. Like, who knows? But yeah. I would say after uh, summer break, look for them to really kind of break I out. I totally and agree. They may not be competing for a championship, but they could be a thorn in somebody's side. Yes. Whether that be... Verstappen, yep. Perez, Leclerc. Like when, uh, who is it? When Max came out the pit. Yeah, yeah. And I was we just like, I didn't see it. Uh, yeah, but I was just like, man, I want to see that again. Yeah, exactly. You know, I want to back that last year, you know? you know? And I, I honestly think it's going to happen. Yeah. I really do. I, I think, you know, if you look at, I saw a pretty good stat actually. It was, you know, at the beginning of the season, Three races, two or three races in, Leclerc had a forty-six point lead on on Max, and it swung back. And to now 46. it's forty-nine points. Yeah, forty-nine yeah. points oh, 46, to Leclerc, but to forty-six Leclerc, yeah. to Perez. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like you know, this anything can happen. Six races. Anything can happen. And all it takes, and this is part of the thing where I thought you know, Signs was going to get in there and make a move because Max has everything to lose now. If Max crashes out, that's twenty-five points that he's going to lose to whoever's in second place that comes at him. So he's, yeah. they've got to realize, you know. Max is at risk, so let's let's put him in situations where he's not going to want to be there. He's not going to want to race me hard because if he crashes out, that's twenty five points he's losing to the pack. One more race like that, and all of a sudden everyone's tied with him again. Right, and let's say Perez was to finish and get yeah. P three yesterday. Yeah, and Max crashed out. Because, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Max is right there. You know. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. in the end, I think it, it's a lot closer championship than people think at this point, just because there's so many races left. Where you know we have. Team, like, what is it, 20, just 23, 22 races this year? 22, so we're, seven, we're at so nine. We're nine. So we're approaching so we're, halfway. Yeah, halfway. Like, yeah. we're, we're still early, but we're not that early, yeah. which is why I'm like, based off what I saw this weekend, Max has a comfortable he lead. Does. Barring some... Some stuff? So, some DNFs 
technically, mechanically. Yeah. Or somebody just taking the gloves completely off yep. and going Verstappen on Verstappen, let's yep. say. I don't know, man. He's looking like he's he's running. Hey, I do I I think the same, man. He has a huge lead on the field right now. It's but like, but all it takes is one DNF and then one race, a bad race yeah, behind that. Yeah, you so. know, have one bad race, one really bad weekend where, you know, it could be on a sprint weekend where all of a sudden he crashes out of the first sprint race and then starts at the back, starts at the back and then, power unit, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever yeah, happens, yeah, yeah, he yeah, starts yeah. at the back and then, the, yeah, he, they haven't taken any penalties no. yet. So, you know, they're going to start taking penalties. They're going to start from the back sooner or later. And it's one of those things where you never really know if this championship is, is as good as his right now. And I really do think that, you know, Leclerc and Science and all those guys are are no slouch to the point where they'll they know right now they have to win, they have to beat him. So if they're gonna do everything in their power, if they're going wheel to wheel with this guy to beat him, wow. and it's Max's championship to lose at this. See, point. that's what makes Silverstone so great. <clears throat> yeah, like it is it, it's it's a fast track that has a little bit of everything, so you can't really set the car up one way. Yeah, it has to be a very neutral car. Yeah, and then you got Verstappen with the lead. You got Leclerc who wants to come back and 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 make you know make a point like hey yeah. it's not over yet you got Checo looking for a bounce back you got signs riding a high yep. then you got Lewis riding yep. a high off the podium yep. going back to his home race yeah same with Russell man same with Russell yeah yep. and there's your six and there's six dogs in the fight now the Mercedes may not necessarily be in the yep. fight but we don't actually know then you right. throw Norris and maybe Ricardo in once in a while. Well, uh, listen, <sighs> terrible weekend. For terrible them. weekend. Awful Horrible. weekend for them. Like that, those pit stops were ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, there was a couple. There's a couple other things I want to big up um, uh, Lance Stroll for putting it and getting it into the points at his home race. Yes. Although that Aston Martin was flying. Yeah, it was good. It was Friday nice. and Saturday, and then Saturday, Saturday quali- qualifying. No, qualifying. That was it. What the hell happened? I uh, um, if you looked at it. I just think that they just couldn't adapt to the track with the car the way it was. You know, they, they started to... But they practiced in the rain, too. They did, but it was a drying track at that point, right? They had, uh, so it's they not... Had, yeah, yeah, okay. They had, they just, I just think that they, they just didn't know how to, how to make the car work on a drying track. As a team or the drivers? Because Seb, I'm not. I don't know that I'm buying that from him. Yeah, I think as a team, they just missed the setup. The car just maybe they just went too soft or too stiff or something where the, where the car just didn't give them the grip they needed. And you could see like they just couldn't put power down. It was just looked just awful. Twitchy. Yeah, it just yeah. looked awful in the car. And and they, you know, when they're three seconds off the pace, two and a half seconds off the pace in qualifying, something's wrong. And it's yeah. both of them. They're within a tenth of each other. Yeah something's wrong with that setup in, in the end. And, and the car was so strong in the rain, like so strong. It well, was not, it was strong all weekend. Yeah. Like it was in there, man. I was watching the practices and, and Seb was in, you know, P5, P4. Like yeah. they had, 10, they yeah. had a shot to really put some points yeah. on the board. It just went astray. Anyways, I mean, at least Lance was able yeah. to, to come up with a good result. Yeah. P10 is a good result. Got his Home point. Grand Prix. Yeah. You know, it could have been it. much worse. He needed it. Yeah. And on the other side of things, we're looking at Alonso starting the race in P2 and then ultimately finishing in P9. Yeah. What the hell happened in his race? I don't know. It was a very underwhelming performance. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> was it? Like, I know he's going to put it on the team. Yeah. That's, or that's at least what I'm getting out of it. And I yeah. haven't watched all the interviews, but basically just watching the race, like, 
I know he's kind of, it almost seems as if he wanted to put it on a pitch strategy kind of yeah. thing. And then he wasn't really happy with being set behind Ocon. Yeah. And he's like, can I get by him? No. Well, but like, he what? started P2. Yeah. And the car is quick. Yep. The okay. Alpine is quick. He started P2. <laughs> yeah, it's quick. <laughs> like, you know? I don't know. I just, it was, I just didn't, I didn't get it. I, I was excited to see him battle Max into turn one. He didn't have a, a amazing start. He was being swallowed up by the like second, well, by third, fourth row, and well, the second row and the third row, and and Max just kind of checked out for the first couple laps. Well, he kind of held everyone up, you know. I, I I thought for sure he was gonna have a really good performance, and and when I started to see the first couple laps, I was like, this is. This is not good. Yeah, it was when underwhelming. I saw Lewis pass him. It was like, oh. underwhelming. Yeah. And I was waiting for him to go wheel to wheel with yeah. Lewis, and it just didn't even, because no. you know that. Oh, yeah. Like, you know it. they going to go they don't, have, they don't have a great he, relationship. Yeah, <laughs> Lewis just breezed, and I yeah. was just like, he ain't put up a fight against no. Lewis? Like, what is going What's, on I, out there? I don't know. It was, yeah, it was a strange one, for sure. I mean, yeah. that, that Alpine, that Alpine is quick, yeah. but it's not getting the results. I don't... I don't know. <laughs> I don't overwhelmed, know. underwhelmed, yeah. surprised. Oh, well, the underwhelming <laughs> I'm going to say is Mr. Alonso. All right, fair enough. Has, I just don't get it. I don't understand why he wasn't able to just keep it at least in the top five, but he was like yeah. barely struggling to stay in the top ten. Yeah. And he started on the front row. Like, yeah. to be such a high and to see him always start like 15th, 16th and get into the top six, seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the fact that he started in P2, it was like, okay, this could be a good podium for him and he can't even finish in the top and ten. And he's a veteran. Like, he yeah. should know what to do with it, yeah. It was weird. It was just a weird, weird situation for him. Um, overwhelmed. Honestly, I, I, I feel bad for him. I wanted Mick. I wanted to keep Mick oh, having a great race. Bro, like, what I was loving Mick? it, and then all of a sudden the car broke, and I was I like, know, "No!" Because he wasn't just in P ten. No, he was he well was like into P6, the top ten. P seven, and he was showing pace, and I was just like, "No, he needed this so much." Power unit from? Yeah, it's gotta Another be Ferrari, Ferrari unit, right? Man. Another Ferrari. It's gotta be like he. I don't know. I th I feel like the Red Bulls are having gearbox issues, and the Bruh. Ferraris are just having. Power How unit nervous issues. are them Ferrari oh, engineers my. right now? <laughs> Seriously. I don't know. Seriously, though. Seriously, bad. Like, seriously. It's is not that, is be, that yeah, bad? It's bad. Because I think so. Bottas, every weekend, it's like he don't get a session in because yeah. something's going on with the car. Yep. Right? And, and Zoe kept saying how he was losing power, losing power. And then, you know. Oh, like, that's what Alonzo said. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He had some engine thing. But still. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then, you know, with, with, the, with the Haas, it was just like, I don't get it. Like, I, it was weird how, you know, they were so strong. Him and Magnussen were in the top 10. They were both they in were the going Q3. Good. They were going They good. were going really well. Mick needed this to shut all the critics up. Like, he did. He really did need this. Because I think he could wheel, you know. He can. I, I think, think so. He wheel. I think so. He's living behind his dad's legacy. Like, Which is, yeah, you're living in the you shadow. You have the stress of, a, of that of on you before you even take a green, yeah, you know. Like, yeah, it's yeah. one of those situations. Not to mention, you start in a car that wasn't developed no. since 2019. Yeah. <laughs> Like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So he needed it. He I really know. did need it. And last year against Mazepin, he he, he outright beat him. him. He walked him. He walked so him. you know, and he has Magnuson, who's one of the most experienced guys on the grid, as his teammate. So you know, yeah, he's not going to beat him right away. Like he's going to yeah. learn off him, and then he'll slowly pick away at him. And this weekend, it was one of those blow for blow with Mag, and he did a great weekend. And and for him to break like that was just. 
Ah, uh, motorsport is yeah, cruel, bro. It was, it was it's cruel. Overwhelming and, and sad at the same time. <laughs> surprised. <laughs> surprised? I got to say Hamilton, man. I was uh, I was surprised for him he to He loves there. Canada, man. Yeah. He loves Canada. Uh, Canada loves him right back. <laughs> I thought, I honestly thought, okay, yeah, he had a pretty good qualifying, but he's just going to stick there. But he was moving. He was making passes. Yeah. He looked when, comfortable. Even, even the restart, the final safety car. Yeah. Uh, because at that point, he had the worst tires. Um, yeah. Red Bull was on the radio like, yeah. yo, watch Hamilton. Yeah. He's got some serious pace, yeah. right? And ultimately, in the end, you know, it was a couple laps, three, four, five, yeah. six laps, and then they kind of pulled off. But for a second there, it looked like it might have been a three-horse yeah. race, you know? Yeah, I think if they battled a little bit more right off the bat, Hamilton would have been in the DRS, and he would have been able to maybe stick with them just a little bit longer. Around, yeah, right? just stick around and be there. Um, but yeah, he was. A, I think the Mercedes has definitely turned uh, a corner, and I'm looking forward to Silverstone. Aren't we all? Yeah. So, like, Monaco is a big one. Yeah. But for my money, yeah. Silverstone Silver is the one. Yeah. Like, it always is just so much, such a people, great circuit. The yeah, there's going to be like oh. 500,000 yeah. people going it's through such there. such a great place. Yeah. They got, like, it's the, it's like the Mecca. Maybe that will be our first uh, podcast of Silverstone at a racetrack. Right? Yeah, that oh. should be. I know. Yeah. Hey, let's hey, go. Hey. Let's go. I'm down, man. Somebody book the flight. <laughs> yeah, you know? let's do it. Are we going right now? <laughs> I, I, it's like one of those things. I mean, we don't even have much racing going on here right now. Yeah. Like, we could, uh, we probably could finesse that. Yeah, you know. know? Let's see what happens. Yeah, but no, we, we, we look forward to uh, Silverstone for sure. And, and you know, for everything that happened this weekend, I think it was great for Canada and for Formula yes. One. Because, like I said, it's it, it, 350,000 people coming in there. Let's you show this sport is here. It's alive. It's thriving. It's growing. Yeah. Uh, all the commentators, all the drivers, they love the they city. Loved it, yeah. Right? Um, the weather, the Canadian weather, like it, it gave you the curveball that you expected. But at the end of the day, it was a dry race on Sunday, yeah. which, which is what we pay the money yeah. to see. And overall, I thought it was actually a, a good Grand Prix. Yeah. Like, it, it could have been a snoozer. Yeah. Because, like you said, Max got out the gate. Alonzo just kind of faded away and was yeah. holding everybody else up. But then it was like VSC, VSC. Yeah. VSC. Bringing it all back. Yeah. The, the, the pitch strategy, the yeah, everything. Yeah. That kind so of twisted everything. I think it was everything. good. I think it was good. And as we look forward to Silverstone, um, I... Pfft, who knows, man? Yeah. There was fireworks there last, last year. Last year. And, and that was where the momentum swung. Yep. That's it right there. So I think, you know, maybe we might see another repeat, but with maybe a red car. Yeah, or a red maybe. Bull. Yeah, we look forward the to The red seeing hit it. the Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up in a couple weeks, of course, you'll be able to check out another yep. race weekend on YouTube and stream us live after Silverstone. For Daryl Timmers, Dames Nellis saying farewell. And we look forward to bringing you the next one.